everyone. Welcome to the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt. And uh, I'm Jakai Mickelson, Creative Director of Atlanta Movie Tours. And we have a jam-packed episode today for you guys. Jam! Nobody else wanted to sing the jam? Okay, so that's an old heavy D, Michael Jackson. Nothing? Okay, moving no. on. Please stay focused. <laughs> Stay focused. It's all good. Um, all right. So just to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown about what we're going to be uh, covering today, we've got a lot of movie reviews uh, for Keanu, Seven Days in Syria, Mother's Day, Captain America, as well as the Red Copper, or excuse me, Red Carpet premiere, which happened here in Atlanta. And then we're going to do a little local session for Atlanta, kind of talking about the Edmund Park Festival and what's been filming in and around the city. So if there's nothing that sounds interesting to you there, um, unfortunately, you should probably listen anyways. Because we're awesome. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, and we're also very modest. So we we're are. both awesome and modest. Which and is, humble. And humble and really <laughs> the best people you'll ever know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same page. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So well, let's jump right in, right? So you saw, you, you saw the Keanu movie. Yeah, where were you? I I did not. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, as it turns out, I was at uh, another film called Seven Days in Syria. So very different ah. uh, experiences for the two of us that night. I think. Yeah, I think so. Probably vastly different films. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and go out on edge and say yes, probably <laughs> so. But still, that doesn't make Keanu any less. I mean, you you can't not like Key and Peel. So, you can't. You can't. So I, I guess, uh, do you want to just jump right into the Atlas review? Do you want to? Do you want to preamble? What? What? What do you think? Yeah, let's just jump right into the review. All right, well, let's do it. Okay, so this, as as uh, our dozens of listeners know, is, uh, <laughs> is uh, this is the Atlas review. So let's let's walk through this. Um, first, let's see here. Boredom gauge one to five. Five being I am bored to tears. How boring was it? You know, I wasn't bored at all, so I'm going to give it a one. Uh, it was it was over the top. I mean, it's definitely over the top. You can tell that from the trailer. You kind of know what you're getting into. <laughs> it's about a gangster kitty. Like, it wait, is. what? It's over the top? Exactly. And their promotional materials were ridiculously adorable. They had an actual little cat stuffed animal they sent me and a little do-rag, had a little gold chain on. Super, <laughs> super cute. Um, and they sent me the calendar. They featured this calendar in the movie where um, they they do like a photo shoot for each month, kind of recreating scenes from famous movies like uh, Psycho and Nightmare on Elm Street and The Matrix and, and all of these films. And it's so, so adorable. Um, um, I honestly wish there had been a little bit more of the cat in the film because the cat kind of, you know, is is used as bait. So essentially what happens is um, the guys have the cat and then the, the cat gets stolen by like the 7th Street gang and... Everyone wants this cat because, I mean, come on, the cat's adorable. <laughs> and so uh, Keenan and Pell kind of go on this crazy adventure trying to pretend like they're gangsters in order to, to win the cat back from the gang. And then it's just madness ensues and it is hilarious from beginning to end. It's definitely over the top and um, the eye rolling gauge um, is, is definitely a little bit higher. I'd probably put that that at a four out right. of five. Right. Um, but I was thoroughly entertained the whole time and giggling and the kitty was adorable and you can't hate on that. Yeah, see, I, I got it. Like sometimes the eye rolling gauge, it's not fair because sometimes something is eye rolling because and other 
sometimes it's eye rolling, but it's in on it. So yeah. this movie, I'm sure, was in on the fact that like, hey, everybody, this is ridiculous. Get ready to roll your eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's cool. So you gave that a four. So who? So this is going to be a tough one because between Key and Peele, well, and other people like Method Man is in it, which I love that he's showing up in in movies. Um, wh- uh, who who is the best performance in the film? Oh, that is tough. Um, I would have to do a toss up between Keenan and Pell. I mean, they're really the stars of. Well, you know what? No, this is this is an obvious answer. The cat. Oh no! <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> the multiple cats um, who played Keanu were truly the star of the film. Um, it's. It, I mean. I don't have a cat. I'm, I'm much more of a dog person and I haven't, I haven't done a great job at training my dog. She, she rarely listens to me. Uh, but I, my understanding is that training a cat is even more difficult. You tell a cat to sit, it's just going to like look at you and then go do whatever it wants. Uh, but the fact that they were able to work with so many cats in this film that were, you know, kind of multiple cats were used for the role of Keanu um, is really incredible that they were able to to get everything they wanted to get. And I don't know if that's a combination of accident and like <laughs> luck or if they really um, the cats were really trained that well. But uh, that was really impressive. All right, cool. So so animal performances are a win, win the day. So who's yes. the worst performance? Also, the cat. The cat was just a nightmare because it wasn't a dog. I'm just kidding. Who, who? I mean, don't tempt me. <laughs> I will also say that if it had been a puppy, I would have been like, it would have game over. I would have, I would have <laughs> gone out won. and yes, the, the puppy totally would have won. Um, worst performance. Uh, there, you know what? There, there really wasn't one that, that stuck out as, as really bad to me. Um, there is a, a surprise cameo in the film um, by a well-known actress who is in a series on CBS and married to a famous actor. And I'll, I'll leave it at that because I, I was really surprised when I saw oh, her no, in you're it. giving away a lot. I know. Oh, that's well, cool. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's out now. So just kind of teasing it. Um, <laughs> but uh, and, and she's in it in a way that um, her role is kind of you roll your eyes a lot at her, but you find out at the end, there's a reason for it. Oh, so, um, it's kind of like an intentional bad performance really, Uh. but it's not even really a bad performance. Um, that's just the one that kind of stuck out a little bit more to me. and, And there was a reason for that. So, um, so I can't even really say worse performance. Okay, good. So this movie, uh, is just eye rollingly good basically. So obviously uh, it wasn't filmed in Georgia, so there's no Georgia recognition factor. There's not. Although, I mean, you did have, we talked about this before, but you did get to hang out with them at the Claremont (laughs) Claremont. Lounge, which is is very, it's not even Georgia, that's just very Atlanta, and that warms my soul. Um, Do you you ultimately regret the time you spent watching this film, like valuable time you'll never get back? It was worth, it was worth burning on this film. Uh, no, I don't regret it at all. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So out of a five, um, I mean, obviously, it's it's not like an Oscar winning film and it's um, <laughs> not the funniest movie I've ever seen. Uh, but I'll, I'll give it a, a three out of five. Three out of five. So an yeah. addle. It's another an addle. addle. I like another it. Another addle. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that's good. That's that's that, that's about where I'd put it from afar. Like good for a laugh, but probably not going to change your life at all. Exactly. So that's fun. 
<laughs> well put. <laughs> Thank you. I do have a way with words. It's my gift. Um, so, so your I, I film. To, I'm going to ask you. You said, oh, well, yeah, my film. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, yes. What were you going to ask me? <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you because you just said it's not the funniest movie I've ever seen. And I was just curious. I wonder what the funniest movie is that Emma's ever mm. seen. And that's a tough thing to put you on the spot for. That but is. Worth I asking. Don't even, I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's revisit that on the next episode. And I'm going to have a solid answer for you. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I got to go through some some list. If you were to just ask me, I would I would choke as well. But but you <laughs> seemed so certain the way you said it. I'm like maybe she knows. Maybe she's got a benchmark in mind. Um, I should. I should yeah. have a benchmark. Well, in mind. I, I don't either. So <laughs> don't feel bad. Well, the movie we we went to see a movie. It was kind of a last second thing. We saw it down at the uh, actually the 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 Atlanta Museum for Human and Civil Rights for Civil and Human Rights. Um, that's that's you know just kind of down there. Uh, by Centennial Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a film called uh, uh, Seven Days in Syria. And I mean, I don't, I don't, we probably don't need to go through the Atlas review for it because I don't know how many people would actually go see it. But, but it just reminded me, and this is, this is even from, uh, I don't even, it was the episode before last or whatever, when you were talking about, you went to the, the Rare Awards. Mm-hmm. Is that what those were? And it was just, I, just watching the film, it just really put me in a place of like, wow, like I think I have problems. And yeah, totally don't have problems because what what fascinated me about the film is it didn't feel like it had a really strong agenda or anything. Because sometimes you watch documentaries and it's like, okay, we get it. You know, they they can kind of like make the point and then remake the point and remake the point. Right. But, But this was really it was just a camera crew that was in Syria for seven days. Um, and it went to the front lines and was talking to people that was going through it. And these were just people kind of hanging out, you know, like seriously hanging out thinking, oh, that's never going to happen here, and then it did. Right. And Syria, to me, it just sounds like that, That you know, you hear certain names in the news, and that just feels like so far away and such another thing, but but just kind of seeing this film in the context of like, oh, now we're just relating with these people that, that aren't too dissimilar from you, and it just, it just really affected me big time, just in terms of like perspective. Yeah. And, and, and how, again, and not to get too preachy, it's supposed to be a fun show, but, but just how easy it is to take things for granted um, and how quickly things can change. And I, and I thought, I mean, this movie did a really strong job of telling a story again without kind of rubbing your face in it. And I do think there's a big distinction there. It was just an authentic look. You know, right. People, people giving you, it's like if, if somebody gave you a tour of your city, it's just that your city just happened to be ravaged by this war. So it was, it was it was really powerful. Like to be honest, I was bummed to miss the cat movie, but also left that film feeling good about seeing it. Just just because you know we we've got a lot going on in our life right now with with the house and with the kid on the way and everything, and it's easy to feel stressed. But then I see that movie and I'm like, okay, Jikai, get it together, get it together. Yeah. I think seeing movies like that on a on a fairly regular basis to kind of just keep things in perspective is is so good because like you said it's so easy to get overwhelmed with our day-to-day activities and then you kind of take a step back and you look at what's happening to other other places in the world and and people that you know you can relate to and it's just I don't know it just it puts everything in perspective and suddenly you know you feel dumb about oh my god I'm so stressed out with work or with life or with whatever it may be and it's like no really you've you've got it so good like be thankful that you have it so good right you know and I always say like pain is relative 
because something that hurts someone a certain way might not affect somebody else the same way. But it is true. It is. um, And, you know, and like that's one of the things and actually one of the things that weirdly I love about podcasts when um, people in their craft sit down and have real conversations about their craft. Because I think for a lot of time, like when I hear people say things like, oh, movie stars have it so good and they they should never get to complain, you know, they're still working. And, And so I'm always fascinated to actually hear about people's problems weirdly right. in a way where it's not sugar-coated in like you know uh, like tonight show mode when everything is great i always i always enjoy getting insight on what life is really like for everybody right and 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 i think people have problems no matter how wealthy how poor whatever else they're still kind of at the core of it all is people and right. i think you know what seven days in syria really did for me is it just kind of reminds me of that it's it's always good to just not take score on your life, but but just remember that, you know, things could be very different. Right. Wow, this is it this just be. turned into an after school special. <laughs> Find a dog, hug it, maybe hug a tree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's it it just really had a Mandy and I, my wife, were talking about it on the way home, and we were both we were both really affected by it. And again, it wasn't like it wasn't a manipulative ploy it was like powerful music you know it was just it was just a day in a life and it was it was a fascinating look is that something that's still playing down there or was it a, a special engagement do you know it was a special engagement um actually because the the film that that uh, we're still trying to get into film festivals my film spilled milk uh was we did a little bit of work with an organization called creative visions and they support what they call creative activists, people that create film that are supposed to kind of like be a conduit for social change. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was an event put on by creative visions and there's this woman named Aaron. They're based out of Los Angeles, but there's a woman out here who did a film called Imba means sing. Who's really starting trying to really establish creative visions out here to kind of help people. If you're working on a documentary or whatever to have resources to kind of push that out there and kind of make the change. So it was an event for them, but I think the film was, it was uh, filmed or released in 2015. So it's not even a brand new film, but uh, I know you can get to, if you, if you look up seven days in Syria, there's, there's ways to see the film. Awesome. Yep. Well, I will check that out. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And like I said, it's not like a, what a fun popcorn movie, but it's also, (laughs) it's, it's not like it goes violent over the top, you know, like, uh, it's not like those farming movies, you know, that shows you how right. factory farming works. Yeah, it's not quite that horrific <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, oh, wow, that didn't even... That just really... What am I trying to say? There's like a distinction between like, wow, that movie affected me and wow, that movie deliberately just dragged me through the mud to make me feel like a horrible person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a distinction. Maybe There not. is. Maybe no, it's just there... where I feel most guilty or something. I, maybe a combination of the two. I've definitely been in, in films like that where it's like you see something and then you feel horrible. And it's even like with the um, like the 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 commercials with the Sarah McLaughlin music and the animals. Yeah. It's just like oh my god, my heart, you know. Yeah. And it's just it's it's so painful. Um, <laughs> and I I think that there's definitely ways to educate people without you know making their heart bleed. Um, right. But sometimes sometimes that doing it that way is is you know. Like everyone talks about those commercials and how, you know, how, how much, uh, it affects them when they see it. So maybe that's good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it, it's like, I'm sure there's a, there's a, they deliberately do that because it delivers a different level of results. I'm sure there's metrics right. and everything. They measure how it does it. But, but I do still think there's a way where that there's, there's a way to do that in a way that's authentic and doesn't feel like, 
Okay, maybe the camera doesn't need to be inside of the bulldog's eye. You know, like maybe right. there's a way to make this feel a little less like, again, being kind of deliberately dragged through the mud. There's a way to, right. there's a way to, I think to start a conversation. But to your point, maybe that's what they want to do is like, ha ha, you suck. Now give this dog some money. <laughs> what? Maybe maybe that could be a good slogan for them. I'm going to write them. Let them know. We'll oh, gosh. Yeah. How, do you, yeah. how do you come I back do you, from that? I'm like, I don't know how to transition into our next thing from that. Um, Mother's Day is coming up. Well, no, but actually there, there might be a good way to do it. Like, ha, 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 you suck. Now give this dog some money. Speaking of things sucking, Mother's Day. No. Why does Mother's Day suck? Was that too harsh? Was that, maybe that was too harsh? Maybe that's a little harsh. Okay. Mother- no. no, I feel. Oh, wait, I'm talking about the holiday and you're talking about the movie. Oh. I- I see what we were doing there. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Now I feel horrible. No, I love my mom. I was like, what's wrong with your mom? (laughs) No. Oh, no. Mom, I love you very much. But the movie, the The movie movie was that. Yes. Okay, cool. That's hilarious. (laughs) So, all right. So, you know what? I'm just going to be quiet. Uh, Set it up again, and I'm going to be quiet. Okay. Uh, But I don't know how to transition. Wait, you want me to say... What do you want me to say? Well, I, I, what were you on your way to saying before I remixed it, made it suck, and then you were actually talking about Mother's Day when I was talking about the movie? Um, oh, we okay. are just in a bad way right now. Everybody press pause. <laughs> <laughs> Take a long look at the mirror, think about it, and then come back to us, and by then we should have everything figured out. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was going to say you could buy your mom a puppy or a cute little kitty and a do-rag for Mother's Day. Oh, well done. S- yeah, see? see? That Full was circle. an adorable tie-in. That was a really cute tie-in. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. But the movie the movie sucked. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Don't take your mom to see Mother's Day. I would never take my mom to say Mother's Day. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we should talk a little bit about it. Maybe we don't have to give it the full Atlas treatment because it seems like we're on the, like, well, you know what we'll do? We'll do something unprecedented. We'll do it backwards. Okay. Uh, what would you rate it? One to five, Mother's um. Day. What, should we talk about the film a little bit? It's got, here, do uh, all the magic of the film. It's by the same guy who did Pretty Woman. Oh, I didn't know that. And the same guy who did, uh, like, uh, what is it? New Year's Eve. And he's like, he's, he's, yeah. he's cornering all the holidays now. But Julia mm-hmm. Roberts and Jason Sudeikis, like he's got a great cast. The cast is great. Yeah. The cast is great. And that's, you know, it felt like those movies to me where you have all these kind of different storylines going on that tie together. Except here you're dealing with, I think, a, a smaller group of people than you. I feel like you typically are in those films. Yeah. Um, but the cast is great. Uh, the script is, is not great. There are... there. There are a few moments that are funny. Yes. And it definitely, um, it's a little a little racist even in, in certain parts, which is kind of weird. It's not something you would expect from a film like that um, to kind of, you know, try to try to make fun of certain things that it tries to make fun of. Um, but overall, it's just the, the script was bad. It was corny. It's predictable. Um, it's another one of those things where you're like, why do good actors do bad movies? I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand it either. And, and it is funny. They, they made these racist jokes and you think, oh, well, they're going to get reprimanded and they're going to learn why that was wrong by the end. Because that's usually how movies like these. And I guess that was the one thing that was, oh, well, that that wasn't predictable because they just got to keep living happily racist. Oh, yeah. Good for them. 
Yeah, that was weird. That was very, very weird to me that, I don't know, I, you assume that when these scripts are made or these films are made and they, you know, test them on audiences or something that other people would have had this reaction to like, oh, maybe you <laughs> right. shouldn't put this in there, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, unless, um, yeah. Unless you're going to, unless you're going to, you know, tie up the story somehow at the end, but it just kind of sat there. It was just like, yeah. a, it was like a joke angle. Yeah, it was, it was odd. Um so yeah, overall, I mean, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, so I'll give it a two out of five. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what's sad is, I, like, uh, I'll, I'm going to pull you, I'm going to give it one and a half. I'm going to give it okay. one and a half stars. Um, <laughs> and, and the only reason it even gets, there was a couple times where Jennifer Aniston amused me a bit within a moment. Like, if, if there were, like, two SNL sketches, if that entire movie was two SNL sketches, I'd be like, oh, that was pretty good. But yeah. but it was, and then Jason Sudeikis had one thing. And, you know, I'll tell you another thing. In the film, Jason Sudeikis does the Humpty Dance on karaoke. Mm-hmm. And that crushed me. I'm not a karaoke doer. Wow. Let me use my mouth to say <laughs> words. I'm not a doer of karaoke that often. But there's been a few times where I pulled the Humpty Dance out and killed. So the fact that that is now in a cliche movie makes me question every decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> I remember like so so we were sitting next to each other when right. we were watching this movie and, and when that scene started and you started laughing, I was like, What what's it there's a backstory here. I know there's a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think my exact words were, Well, great, now I need to kill myself. <laughs> I think those are my exact words because I was I was just I was like offended that the thing that I thought was kind of fun and funny to do at things, because I was a huge fan of Digital Underground back in the day, was now in this movie, although at least it was Jason Sudeikis doing it, which who I feel has true, powerful comedy chops. So I was just trying to find Agreed. some feeling of like, oh, it'll be OK. But no, that one, it, needless to say, I will never do Humpty Dance again because it was in that film. So it's retired. Aww. Yeah, it was a sad ending. Sad <laughs> ending there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely an at an, an ad is kind of <laughs> for me. Not even ha. two stars. Part of an A. Yeah, just just the left leg of an A and a little bit of the, just a little bit, like a little kerning, maybe like a serif, like an A and a little bit of a serif. Uh, I, I love it. I love typography humor. Oh, always kills. Always kills. <laughs> um, let's see. Worst performance. Uh, where do you want to go with that one? I don't even know, man. I didn't like anyone in it. I'm going to go, ooh, Gosh. You know what really bothered me was Julia Roberts' hair. Her <laughs> hair right. really bothered me. It was like she thought she was Amelie, like the, the French movie Amelie. And I'm like, no, what are you? You're not. Or, or like Madeline right. or Madeline, um, the little cartoon girl. I don't know. It was just weird. I that, Her hair. Like, I'm looking at a photo of the movie poster now, and I'm just, just like, it still really bothers me. So worst performance is her hair. Is her hair. hair. That's fair. Yep. I, I think uh, if you were to go most cliche, honestly, there was not one non-cliche performance. I, I will okay. So if you go to like, it was filmed in Atlanta, so Atlanta was very recognizable in it. It but, was, but in this magical version of Atlanta, everyone was so rich. Everyone was so yeah. rich. Everybody I was seeing like that too. The nicest cars, even like the the. I'm a bartender at the thing, but I have perfect clothes all the time, and everything is perfect in my world. I was like, wow, this is this is a fun way. Like after seeing Triple Nine, when every 
everybody was on heroin. It was great to see a version <laughs> of the city where everybody was wealthy and living the dream. I actually thought that too. I was like, I want to know what these people do. The inside of their houses are amazing. They're always like, perfect, right? They're perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston's kitchen in, in that film, I I loved it. I lo- I mean, all the houses, everything was, everything was so nice. Well, and the ex-husband, you know, and, and like in his like modern house with the swimming pool in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the little courtyard of the swimming pool. Who got yeah. the money in this split up? I don't know, Lord. man. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Fair yeah, point. Yeah. So, okay, so short and long of it, I guess we don't need to belabor Mother's Day because I don't know if that's going to be a runaway success. Is that making money? Do you know? Uh, I don't know how it did last weekend, actually. Uh, oh, wait, no, let's see. Julia Roberts' movie made $3 million on four-day release. So over the weekend, it made $3 million. That's bad. Yeah, so in other words, <laughs> everybody that's listening just heard us talk about a movie that no one's ever going to see. Yep, So yep. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Uh, speaking of movies that nobody's going to see. Uh, That's not going to be the problem with the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Captain America, which comes out this Friday. I know the screening, the press screening is uh, tomorrow night. And I actually got to go to the Atlanta premiere, the red carpet premiere at the Fox Theater. And... It was amazing, not only because I was getting to see it ahead of everyone, but more importantly, the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy was there, and I got to make eye contact with Chris Pratt, which had always been a personal goal of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're trying to keep the goals attainable, right? I so, like it. Yeah, just eye contact. <laughs> just eye contact. Um, but no, uh, Chris Pratt, I Karen Gillan. Picture like a wide-eyed, crazy lady, just like staring intently, just trying just to. Just to obtain that goal. But I don't, th- I don't well, think that's what you did. Maybe I'm it just, is. I'm just going to say I posted a photo to my Twitter of, of Chris Pratt seeing me. And so you can, you can not really, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to set it up that way. Nice. Um, so like you can it. see that on my Twitter. Good. Um, Good. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chris Pratt, Karen Gillan, uh, Dave Bautista. Is that how you say his name? Bautista? Don't know. Let's keep the theme alive. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Bautista. Got to butcher at least one name every podcast. Yes. Um, Of course, Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, and uh, Terrence Rosemore were all present. And it was awesome. And of course, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War director Anthony Russo Russo was there. Russo? Russo? (laughs) Russo. Russo. <laughs> Anthony Russo uh, was there. And uh, Mitch Bell, who is the Marvel co-producer and VP of physical production, was there as well, along with a couple of people from um, uh, the Georgia Film Academy and the Georgia Department of Economic Development Commissioner. And what was really, really cool for me about this premiere was that we got to see it at the Fox Theater surrounded by people that actually worked on the film. So this was a special screening for the cast and the crew. That is super cool. And, and it's it's really cool with all of the, the films that are, all the Marvel films that are filming here. It's almost the same crew. You know, a lot of them will, will work on each film. And so, you know, we had uh, people that were there that had worked on Ant-Man or Captain America, of mm. course, now Guardians. Um, Spider-Man would start shooting in a few months. And then, of course, later this year, um, the next Avengers film is going to shoot her as well. Uh, so it was really cool. They did a did a presentation or kind of like a, a little, little bit of a 
speech or talk or whatever uh, right before they showed the movie. And, and they asked the people uh, in the audience to stand up, you know, if they worked on these productions. And the Fox was I don't I don't know how many people the Fox holds, but it was about 80 percent full. And so to be surrounded by that many people that were all standing up when they were listing these different productions, it's just it was so cool. And then to hear, you know, when when they clapped and when they laughed during the film and like knowing that the scene, they you know, they remembered filming it and what it took to film it or, you know, um, special kind of inside jokes about the filming. And then especially at the, the end of the film, um, when the credits are rolling, you know, everyone's looking for their name. And it was just it's an experience I hadn't had before. And now I don't want to see a movie any other way. That was just so cool. Right. Uh, so that's all about the premiere. <laughs> we can actually talk about the movie too. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, like before, that's well, that's that's awesome. I, I, you know, I, and I've said this before. Like I've made jokes, but like I am super jealous of what you got to do. Blah blah blah. This is the first time where I'm absolutely a billion times jealous because <laughs> I'm like I've always been the nerd that that. Sometimes I'll watch a movie. I mean, it's obviously been a while since this was the thing, but I would always love to watch a movie with director's commentary or or uh, filmmaker's commentary because the insights and how they set up shots and everything, I just eat that stuff up to sort of feel the energy of of the people that worked on this film, blood, sweat, and tears, to be seeing that, to feel that in the room. That is exciting. That is yeah. the coolest thing. So uh, congratulations on your overall awesomeness. Now, Thank are, you. are you allowed to actually talk about the movie itself yet? Are you uh, embargoed? I am. Oh, really? I am not embargoed. So the film is already out in Europe. So embargo, uh-huh. I think, was up sometime last week. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so yeah, we can actually talk about it. Wow. I do want to... One more thing I want to say about the premiere, and I'm not going to say any names, uh, because I was expecting on the email that we got today for them to list some of the other celebrities that were in attendance that didn't do the red carpet. Um, but there were a few cast members from Walking Dead that were there that I ran into in the lobby, which was kind of interesting because today is supposed to be uh, their first day of filming on the new season. That's so right. certain certain people are back in town. <laughs> so That's all I'm saying. Is your, is your theory still strong? Was Daryl one of the people? Was Daryl? Well, no, I did not see. I did not see Norman Reedus there. But that, he's dead. He's totally dead. You called it. I'm just kidding. I, I know. It's just, it's all I need to to, to prove it. Um, that being said, I do think whoever died is probably is probably back for at least the first episode. Yeah, you'd like to um, think so. So I can't I can't say that this is my proof yet, all but right. um. We'll, we'll continue to speculate. <laughs> okay, so uh, Captain Flipping America Civil War. Let's let's do this. Um, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's, it, this, there's no way this is going to get a bad review. You got to see it no. with the filmmakers at the Fox. So, uh, obviously, you were really bored, really bored. Oh, so bored yeah. the whole time. Really uh, bored? No, not bored at all. Not at all. So, zero? Zero, so zero. on the boredom okay. gauge. Okay, that's uh, that's only this. You uh, you also try to give the Jungle Book a zero, so it is not leading yet. That's um, true. Uh, I roll engage. Were you ever rolling your eyes? Was it? Did it ever do the over the top comic book movie thing? Um, I may have rolled my eyes a, a once or twice. So I'll I'll give it a one on that. Although I can't I can't specifically think of any moments in which I did. <laughs> okay. So we'll give it a one. All right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. still technically that's still the best. You you're the yes. one that pulled zero out and and added a sixth. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, this everybody was in this thing, right? Like, yes, because it was such a crossover film. Who who was the best performance in it? 
Oh my gosh. Um, that's just, that's so impossible to tell. Um, <laughs> everyone was great in it. And there's, there's a few people, I don't think it's any, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone that the new Spider-Man is in it. That was something that was talked about and in, in, in the press. So people yeah, it showed up know in the trailer that that's coming. Too, I think. He yeah. actually squinted yeah. with his eyes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and he was fantastic in it. Uh, but he's not in the whole thing. So I feel like that's unfair to say, say best performance. But I do think that um, his performance felt like he was going to be a great Spider-Man. And I'm more excited now about Spider-Man Homecoming than I was prior to seeing Civil War. Nice. The, the marketing machine is working. It is working. Yep. It is working. And there are a couple other, um, one other one that I wasn't expecting. And I don't want to say it for people that haven't seen it yet because I still haven't seen it um, a pop up in any reviews. Well, I haven't actually read any reviews for the, for the film yet, but um, I hadn't, I was surprised when I saw a certain actor pop up, so I'm not going to say okay. who it was, but cool. in that universe, um, there's someone that pops up that I was really excited about. Um, so that was cool. And there's a, a really great fight scene in which this actor's in and is really kind of the star of this one fight scene. Um, so I'll leave that at that. Uh, best performance, man. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone was so good. I like uh, that the Atlas Media Review stresses you out. It does. Yeah. I'm just like going through the cast in my head and I'm like, I don't know who to say. Um, I, You know what? I'm just going to go with uh, Robert Downey Jr. just because he is Robert Downey Jr. And I he he's Iron Man. He is I Iron mean, Man. Yep. I can't, I can't see him in another film and not think, oh, look, there's Iron Man acting as someone else in another movie. Like, huh. it's just he embodies that to me now. And it's hard for me to kind of separate the two. Um, so I'm going to go with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. For best right. performance. Well, so it was a lot of difficulty to find one best performance that really stood out. Is it easier to go the other way? Like, ah, uh, you, you, that wasn't good or blah, blah, blah. No, it's nope. not. Okay. Every all the performances were really solid. There wasn't anything that was um, that wasn't good. So yeah, I've I've got nothing for that one. You know what's it's so funny with this film having come out so closely to um, Batman versus Superman and kind of right. you know seeing what they tried to do there versus what Marvel does here, and it just makes you so sad for DC because it's like. Oh, you guys tried, but look, Marvel did a spectacular job and it's so much better. And and I think as a whole, Marvel is just so much better at telling stories than DC is in the in the movie world. And I feel like I mean, this is exactly what that type of movie should be. And it's not at all what Batman versus Superman was. Well, I think DC um, got themselves in trouble. Because yeah. they got Christopher Nolan, right? That guy came out of nowhere, reset the franchise in a way that nobody's seen before, and it was great. It was yeah. wonderful. Well, the third one of his I didn't think was good, but the first two were fantastic, obviously. Right. And then all of a sudden, but that was coming from an authentic place from Christopher Nolan. Right. And weirdly, I think that is a more difficult brand to duplicate. And right. every time they've tried to do, it's now a more serious, solemn situation. Uh-oh. But but it's not Christopher Nolan doing it, so it's now dumb and bloated, and I yeah. want it to be over. So there's something about Marvel that still somehow they 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 they're still holding on to the fun, I think, which is they are kind of part of it because after all, comic book, 
comic yeah. book often have fun. They can get really serious and stuff, but anyways, they have fun. Anyways, wow, I just got on a soapbox there. You're welcome <laughs> for that. Um, actually, this next one I'm curious about. So all the performances were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was the Georgia recognition factor? Did not you... not strong. No. <laughs> you know what? If I hadn't known that they filmed that um, that scene with the kind of the little city that was set up in front of Phillips Arena, right down there next to Atlanta Movie Tours, yeah. in that kind of little, I don't even know what you call that, that little gully area. The gulch. Um, call it the gulch. The gulch. Um, if I hadn't known that that's where that scene was filmed and hadn't known what that side of that building looked like, the, the white building behind it that usually gets covered with green screens, yeah. um, I would not have recognized a single thing in that movie from Georgia. That's uh, it. Was because so, uh, it was playing a Nigerian market, I think, right? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious how long how long of a scene was it in the context of the film? Um, it was a very short scene, a uh, very, very short scene, maybe, maybe three or four minutes, uh, a very, and I know that they were set up down there for a while. Almost and a I mean, yeah. And, and really the complexity too, of everything they set up down there is, uh, it's crazy when you see how big that scene is in the film wow. and then you, then you know how long they spent shooting it and that, what the setup looked like. It's it's really incredible. Well, it's really incredible. That was that was right in our neighborhood, and uh, my wife and I took the dog for a walk to kind of go check it out because we heard they were filming, you know. So mm-hmm. we walked down, and there were people all dressed up, like uh, they everybody looked dressed up up on the bridge. Um, mm-hmm. And we were walking back and forth, and apparently they were extras, and they're like, um, one of the extras was like, I think you're in the shot right now. So I'm pretty sure we were computered out, but just in the off chance, if you see a random couple walking a dog up above you know, the village you, at some point does us you can see the bridge in it because i remember thinking about it when i was watching it wondering if that was something i i always do this in the background i'm like oh are those extras or is that one of those scenes where they're like if you walk into the shoot you will be a part of this film and you're consenting to being part of this film um but I did see people walking on that bridge, so that was something that I was actually wondering about. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, because everybody, they were all like kind of dressed in, in garb, because at that point, I didn't realize it was like a Nigerian market. Right. But we obviously, Mandy nor I, were dressing anything that would be considered Nigerian garb. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> of white people walking our dog. So I, I, I'm like, there's no way we'd be in it, but. I think that would be hilarious if we were. So, anyways, that would be. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I digress, and then I could, then I could, then I could lead tours at Atlanta Movie Tours because I'd, I'd officially have been an extra. Um, That's true. So, okay, so the film was good. So, I guess this is the what? Uh, what is this? One oh, five. It's, it's definitely a five. Definitely. A oh five. my goodness! Is this our yeah. first Atlas? I think this is our first atlas. This is our first atlas. I wish we had explosions and fireworks and sound effects. (laughs) That's very exciting. The Captain America Civil War is our first ever atlas. All right. So that's super exciting. I loved it. I loved it. It's the same kind of feeling I got when I went to see the Avengers. And I was like, this is awesome. It's the same way with Civil War. Like, I was just smiling and giddy through the whole thing. And, of course, having the the viewing experience that I did didn't hurt. Um, It definitely, you know, enriched the the overall film for me. But even so, like, it's it's just a good movie. It's a great story. The cast is great. There's humor. The action is great. Like, everything is great. How how long? was it do you remember um how long was it it was a fairly long i think it was like two and a half hours okay but it never yeah. felt like 
get there already? Apparently no. not. You got a full atlas. I got a full atlas. Oh, I man. was, I was, and you should definitely stay. Um, there's a scene that's uh, only maybe a minute into the credits, but then there's a scene at the very end of the credits. Um, so make sure you stay until the very end of the credits the to very, see that. The very, very end. Yes, great. Yeah. And be sure to, and you know, I, like, and I say this, and I mean it pretty seriously. I always try to I actually look at names and, and, and really think about all the people that help make the film because it's so many people, so many moving parts, and it's really cool it that is. you get to sit with them there. So, uh, you know, if you really loved a movie, sit there and... Uh, pay homage to the film. I, I just love doing that, you know, sitting there and watching all of the, the names and all of the, the different job titles. And it just really makes you appreciate the movie so much more when you realize, oh my gosh, you know, all of these people put, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this. And this is their their piece of art that they're presenting to the world. And I don't know, there's just something that I really love about doing that. I, I agree. And there's something fascinating when you start reading all the names. You're like, oh, look, that, that you, I don't know, you start to, I put together stories about who they are. And it, sometimes you'll see two people with the same last name and you wonder if they're family or if they're married or like, I don't know. But it, it just, just the sheer volume right. of how many, and you you hear stories about like, oh, well, that director, James Cameron, that guy's a big jerk or whatever. But I'm like, how could you possibly be the nicest guy in the world and keep your vision on track with that many moving parts? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, there's got to be moments when you, you get stressed out oh, and you like gosh. go crazy on people. I mean, I, I would definitely do that if I was in that case. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I can't imagine like you think about that from a I mean, I think about project management with like a, a small team and that can stress me out much less like, you know, hundreds and thousands of people and, and moving parts and all of these different um, departments that you have to work with right. and sync up with and. Oh my God! <laughs> all, yeah. all the executives are like, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it released by that date, right? Because right, right, yeah. and we're coming in under this dollar amount, right? Right, like, right. And yeah. uh, we're gonna change this. You know what? This should no longer be him. This should be a her. And uh, no, no, no. Asian character probably doesn't make much sense there. Let's make her a white lady. Oh, sorry, I just made it political, but that's <laughs> that happens sometimes. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. Our first ever Atlas, and yes. and watch the credits, see the ending for even more fun. Gosh, well, how do you follow our first ever Atlas? Well, I, I guess with the Inman Park Festival. Yeah, that's Park not, Festival that seems last weekend. That seems like a good place to go. Nice. <laughs> it was a fun place to go, actually. It's uh, it's funny that so I I walked down the Beltline from Midtown to the festival. Nice. And then out of everyone that was there, I run into you out of the blue. How does that happen? I know. I, I saw <laughs> you. I did a double take, and I was like. There's no way. There's way too many people here. Because you know how long it took us to find our friends? We A billion texts, everything. And then, yeah. oh, there's Emma. Hey, Emma. So that's cool. I love it. What uh, Did you go there to specifically check something out? Um, we went there. I was, uh, I was with my boyfriend and one of his friends and we were just kind of walking around and, you know, checking out the artwork. And then we stayed for the, the parade and then we, uh, looked at the radar and it looked pretty ominous. So we, we figured, well, you know, we walked 2.3 miles here, 2.3 miles to walk back with no umbrellas. We should probably figure this out. Um, and of course the forecast, uh, it looked like it was going to be a little bit worse than it was yeah. on, on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, was a total wash, my understanding. But um, yeah, so we were we were headed back and just you know in and out, and it was it was so much fun though. That's one of my favorite festivals here in Atlanta. I always describe it 
uh, as if Etsy was a festival here in Atlanta, that is the MN Park Festival. Like it's just, it's so Indian and it's more local, uh, more local items. And I just, I don't know. I I love the Dockwood Festival because it's kind of the the first kind of weekend of of real spring and being outdoors in in Atlanta. But um, the MN Park Festival, that's just my favorite. I love it. No, it's good. Cool. I think it's the first time. It is the first time I've been, um, and it's uh, it's pretty like friends of ours. Uh, my buddy Jay is like such a band aficionado. He just loves music, so he was there checking out music, and we decided because we're renovating this house to do the uh, the Inman Park tour of homes. Which, oh, how was that? Well, it's funny. You just called it the Living Etsy. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and call it the Living Pinterest. Um, cause we were, you know, cause the whole point is supposed to walk through the, cause the house that we're getting is an older house. It's like a hundred years old, whatever. And it's being all brought all the way back. So the, the houses in Inman Park are kind of in the same era, worth a lot more than the house that we're getting in, in a transitional neighborhood. But, um, uh, still you, you kind of go in and you get inspired to get some ideas and stuff. So, so that was cool. We walked through like seven houses, um, wow. which, which was cool. And it, it was a, is a group of us, uh, other friend of mine are also, bringing their house back so it's uh it, it it's but it's the same thing you get you get these inspirations and now all of a sudden you're like well how the uh, okay so i think i just added a lot to my to-do list thanks a lot <laughs> inspiration <laughs> yeah you can lose days and weeks and months on pinterest at least i can oh, so pinterest. i don't i don't know if, if that description that description kind of scares me honestly because that would be a slippery slope <laughs> to go down no it's so funny because i used to think oh pinterest is just for women and then all of a sudden uh i can't remember there was some project i was working on like i wonder if there's any and then all of a sudden i was like well an hour later now I'm, <laughs> now my brain's full of ideas, but yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a good uh, it's a good inspiration app. But yeah, it, it was cool to see those old school houses and how people brought them back. We saw a house that had an elevator in it. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Somebody added an elevator to their house in case you don't, you know, like using stairs. Although I think there was an older woman that works there, so I don't or lives there, so I don't want to make too much fun of it. But I've never seen a house with an elevator in it before. I don't think I have either. No, yeah. wait, I have. I have seen one up on Lake Lanier that had an elevator in it. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to have in a house. Well, I, you know, yeah. So why not have, have an elevator? <laughs> why not? <laughs> so, well, I guess so. So the Inman Park Festival, that's a big Atlanta classic. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe that's a good way to transition to uh, Atlanta filming. Gosh, maybe that was maybe that could have been better. How would you have? How would you have made that transition? Well, Emma? I probably would have. I probably would have done that exact same thing. No, I think oh. that was solid. Or I, I might have said, okay, you know perfect. what, Edmund Park is a really hot spot for a lot of celebrities that come to town to hang out, and they do that while filming in Atlanta. See, see, that was good. That was good. That was good. Let's pretend like you did that and just and just run with that. Let's so, just do uh, it. What the hell's filming in Atlanta this month? Everything. Um, so Walking Dead, of course, has uh, started back and uh, we've got, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy is still filming. And as soon as that wraps, Spider-Man's going to be coming in. Baby Driver is still everywhere. Um, Baywatch is still filming down in Savannah and Tybee. Um, if you've been seeing the signs all over the town that say Rocco, I just figured out what that was a few days ago. Uh, that is Hidden Figures, which has got Kevin Costner, Kristen Dunst, and uh, Taraji P. Henson, and oh. Octavia Spencer. Uh, so that's really cool. What else we got? We've got Rectify that's filming fun. in Griffin. 
which is very close to some locations you guys are, are stopping at on the, the Walking Dead tour with Atlanta Movie Tours. That is um, correct, yeah. Let's see, what else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, Crystal, which is um, William H. Macy's new film that's got Grant Gustin in it, who is uh, The Flash on The Flash. Um, that's been filming in and around the city. I think it's in McDonough this week. That's what my sources have told me. Um, what else do we have? You have sources. I know. I have They're sources so now. You know, this was actually <laughs> last week. I got a couple anonymous tips about a few filming things and what certain signs were that I was trying to figure out. And I was like, this is great. I've been waiting for this to happen. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Um, John Hamm and Lily James went to see Cirque du Soleil. Um, James Gunnan and his girlfriend, Jennifer Holland, have been to the Georgia Aquarium, hanging out with some penguins. On April 11th, uh, James Gunn, Michael Rooker, um, Lee Pace, and some of their other friends were all spotted at Poor Calvin's having dinner. The first trailer is out for Birth of a Nation, uh, which was filmed here in Georgia, and it's already uh, got a bunch of buzz around it for awards season. It premiered at Sundance, so that's definitely something you want to check out. That movie made some money. It got sold for a lot. Yep. Everyone was bidding on that. So um, I believe that's coming out in October. So keep an eye out for that one. And of course, in a few weeks, we've got Neighbors 2 coming out, which filmed here. And I think that's... That's it. That's all I got. That's it. That is That's a it. that is a triple somersault, but nailed the landing. Thank you. You're, <laughs> you're very welcome. I don't even. You know what's sad? I was like, I don't know any gymnast terms. I guess a triple somersault is gymnasty that you would have to nail a landing after doing. That sounds about right. Yeah, maybe. maybe or not. you could say. Since I, I was a figure skater, you could say triple axle that I nailed the landing on. Oh, that's much better. I didn't know you were an ice skater. You're full of surprises. I was. Yeah. I know. I just like to keep them coming. Keep nice. people guessing. They don't know. They don't like know me. It. I like it. You're full of all kinds of surprises. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, Emma, it, it's uh, it's great to catch up. And and maybe we should say, uh, I think like our goal is to release these things every Wednesday. Um, so... Uh, I don't really have a point. So every Check Wednesday, for them every Wednesday. <laughs> why don't you listen to the new episode if you know what's good for you? Otherwise, Emma, she's got some old old ice skates, and she will come at you with those things. But first, she'll make eye contact. But then, <laughs> but then. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Seriously, though, you should look at that picture on my Twitter of, of Chris Pratt. It's it's pretty funny. I love that he used to be the, the chubby guy on uh, on Parks and Rec, right? And you know what? I loved him since Everwood back in the early 2000s on WB. That's that's where I first saw him. But uh, I think he's always going nice. to be Andy Dwyer to me. Like Parks and Rec, that's uh, it's my favorite Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, – dude, that guy, I'm, I'm really happy for his success. He just seems like such a humble, fun-loving guy for it. So I hope, yeah. I hope that's not just a really good publicist. I just hope he's actually that authentic of a guy having fun. Um, okay. So with that, uh, you want to take us home, Emma? Sure. Um, well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Atlas podcast. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at Fanbolt. Uh, my name is Jakai Mickelson. I'm the creative director of Atlanta Movie Chores. Chores. And... However you say that word. It's a fun word. <laughs> cool. Um, and we'll see, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Did I say y'all? I said y'all. y'all. Keep it oh. Southern. Oh.
I like it. 